Like, do you think I should bring back the old, uh, you know, Pucky the Puck thing? Like, you know, do you think maybe I should bring back that old theme song, you know, for, for Tim Rosenthal well, from the Bruins song, Daily? Black and gold. Black and well, gold, yeah, black you could do that, but that's not the same. Like, I want to go no, old school, true. you know? That's true. Like, yep. Was it Pucky? I don't know. I can't remember what it was. Tim, what was that? It was something they used to do it on Channel Thirty Eight when the yeah, Bruins were on. It, it kind of sounded like the Nutcracker almost. Yeah, uh, as I recall. Yeah, I just can't remember like what the hell it was. Like I gotta, I, I gotta go back and look at that. that. Yeah, yeah. You know that's fine. You know whatever, whatever it might have been, whatever it might have been. Uh, so this Donato kid, uh, I think it's great that he can fit the Bruins in while going to college at Harvard. You know, I think that's nice of him. That's really, it's really handy. Yeah, some uh, tough life he's leading, huh? Yeah, Just, uh, really. uh Three points one night, going back to class the next night, and now he, uh, and last night he um, flew on playing just to uh, meet the team. He even accompanied them. So I don't know how he's going to make uh, his classes um, this week. I'm sure maybe uh, they could, he could be an online class or two, but uh, I'm sure they could figure that out now. I get a feeling they're getting plenty of notoriety from him. By the way, I found it. I found it. Here's the song. Here it is. It's the Nut Rocker. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Okay, we've done that. That's that's the inaugural. I got to remember to have that. You up can each sleep week. now at night. I can feel better now knowing that it's Nut Rocker, which makes me laugh even more because you know. The word nut is used, and I'm 12 years old perpetually, so that's fine. Uh, Not yeah, a big deal. and uh, I mean, we're, from my uh, podcast, we're looking to bring back sound clips, so um, <laughs> there you go. actually um, moving, our, um, moving our streaming services from, uh, one, uh, so from one entity to another, so... Definitely, uh, that's definitely going to be on our um, uh, on our um, watch list, and you can listen to us every week on the program on Block Talk Radio. We uh, don't have a set schedule yet, but we, uh, but my host and I usually aim for Tuesday or every Tuesday or Wednesday to um, to at least record the podcast. Anyway. Hey, Manny, that might be a finder's fee for you, right? I, mean, I feel like I should. I, I feel, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe something, you know, maybe maybe we can uh, we can expand the network at some point. You hey, know? Tim, I got a question that I probably should know the answer to, but I don't, and I need your help. Mm-hmm. In the NHL, they draft these guys really early. Yep. And knowing that they're either going to go to juniors or back to the European League or to college or whatever. What's the time frame? Because, for instance, okay, I understand Donato waited for his season to be over. Then he comes, uh, he comes to the Bruins. Same thing with McAvoy. He waited till uh, his season was over. Then he comes. But now, a year ago, when VC was mm-hmm. playing and he'd already been drafted, he waited until the summer. Then he was a free agent. So, what's the time frame on that? And how does that all work? As I recall from the CBA, it's um, either within the next. Uh, within uh, four or five years after a person is drafted, he could be eligible for unrestricted free agency. Now, this is this isn't very uncommon. We mentioned BC there, and um, you looked at uh, a couple years ago, Kevin Hayes out of Boston College, drafted by the Blackhawks, I believe, and then he left. Um, he didn't sign a contract with the Blackhawks. He wound up signing with the Rangers. It's more often with the college kids that... Um, tends to happen either after their junior or senior years, four or five years after 
uh, they're selected. I'm not sure the exact number, but I know it's within that time frame. Talking with Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily, BruinsDaily.com. Seems like a lot of goals have been let in recently in a few games. The the Columbus game uh, being very notable. Uh, I, I, nothing. We're still not concerned about the goaltending at all, though, right? Like we we should not be concerned about that. We should not be longing for Tim Thomas to return. No, not anytime soon. I I don't know if he's going to come out this bunker anytime soon yeah. to <laughs> meet with us, but that's another story for later. Um, <laughs> and a lot of this is just uh, the shorthanded defense that they've had to work with, especially the last few weeks, a uh, few games without uh, Charin uh, McAvoy. There's your top pairing right there that they're losing. Uh, uh, would I like to see some, uh, Rask and Hidobin make a couple bigger saves? Yes, absolutely. Um, you saw Rask had a solid game against Tampa um, Saturday night before letting up uh, five against uh, Columbus. I, I wouldn't put it all on the goaltending. I think it's a little bit uh, a mix of both. But uh, their goal scoring has helped uh, during this co- uh, during this time, and I do think um, they've had to rely on that a lot. Now come playoff time, A, you need to have a, a healthier lineup, and B, you're going to have a lot a lot more low-scoring games. You're not going to have the 7-5s, 7-4s, 8-4s that we've been used to over the past few weeks. Maybe you have an outlier or two, but uh, more often than not, come playoff time, you're going to have those 3-2 grinders, maybe 4-3, maybe 2-1. Tim, it seems to me uh, Bruce Cassidy's not getting enough credit for what he's had to do with, number one, a really young team, and number two, all the injuries I mean, he, he's been a master at moving people around to getting the most out of them. And, and I was saying to, I think my daughter last night when she called, I said, it's not just that. It's the fact that he one game he lost three people right in the middle of the game. That is a nightmare for a coach because you can't bring somebody out of the locker room to say, all right, take his place. Yes, and that was at, in the uh, third period that Carolina come back last week where they lost the um – three guys in the third period, yet they were able to win. But uh, whether it's uh, just um, – and he's done this with the healthy lineup, too. We recall David Pasternak um, in the game last month against uh, Calgary was moved down to the third line and, um, and moved uh, David Backus up. But uh, uh, whether it's mixing and matching with injuries, whether it's just trying to – keep uh, the team above water. Um, he's been doing a hell of a job there. And I, obviously, we look at Gerard Gallant out in Vegas as the clear uh, coach of the year uh, favorite there for what he's done. But Cassidy should be a close second, especially when you look at where the team was projected to be at the beginning of the year, kind of a fringe playoff team with the with the lineup they had on paper. Now you look at what they've done with the injuries, with the rookies, and within uh, striking distance of the Lightning and a chance to clinch a playoff berth tonight. And you got to consider Cassidy at least one of the top three candidates for the uh, Jack Adams Award. What, uh, what are we hearing now about uh, Chara, DeBrusque, and, and McAvoy? I mean, we know that that Bacchus had 17 stitches, like it's nothing. But uh, how about those other three guys? How long, how long, much longer for them? Well, Char is still listed as day-to-day. I don't know if he uh, joined the team on the uh, trip, or at least to start the uh, this upcoming four-game uh, road swing that begins tonight against the uh, Blues. But um, 
DeBrusque, I don't know if he's under concussion protocol or what after what happened um, in that Carolina game, as we mentioned. And uh, McAvoy, if you look at the timetable, uh, next week will probably be the week he gets uh, reevaluated for that uh, sprained MCL. But what, the good news is Patrice Bergeron yes. was back skating. He's still day-to-day. He's going to miss tonight, but uh, his return could come closer um, it could come during this road trip. I don't have a projection on when, but at, at the same time, it's uh, you see the light at the end of the tunnel, and I wouldn't be surprised if um, he comes back within the next few games. So, Tim, are you thinking, um, I mean, they kiddingly said the cardiac kids, but I was telling Maddie that sometimes I don't get to see the first part of the game because my wife's still awake. <laughs> when she goes to bed, I throw on the Bruins or the Celtics, uh, I I have full confidence that, oh, they can come back. You know, that that's just how I feel. Is there something special that he's done, that Cassidy's done, that makes them feel that way, or is that just a makeup of the team? Uh, a little bit of both, I think. Um, I think he's installed some confidence in this uh, group that sorely needed it um, uh, in the last year, and uh, he's been willing uh, for the – been willing to see the young guys make their mistakes and learn from it and play through it like Danton Heinen has over the past few weeks. And then uh, that in itself can at least uh, give you a little bit more confidence. He, even when you're making mistakes, you can say, oh, you know, this needs to be fixed maybe a little bit. And uh, next time you have that situation that comes about, they're better prepared for that. And with the same with a lot of these rookies. But um and they also have a good veteran bunch that's been there before that's um, uh, guided these uh, rookies to kind of um, to kind of step up in uh, certain in key spots, as we mentioned with the injuries um, this year. Before he got injured, Jake DeBrusque was probably playing his best hockey over these past few weeks. Now you lose him, but you put Dan Heinen up. Now you have Ryan Donato in your system. Now um and when DeBras comes back, maybe he's not with David Krejci, but he's going to find a role. Then, um, uh, but I'm sure Bruce Castor will find a role for him. And then you're going to have McAvoy and Grizzly on your back end, you know, some young, good puck movers. And, um, and overall, uh, right now, uh, what makes this team special is, like we said, their willingness just to not quit. And this has been a trend all season long. Very rarely have they laid an egg, and um, we're seeing now that uh, even when things aren't going as well like they did uh, in Carolina last week, um, they're not out of it by any means. We are talking with Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily, BruinsDaily.com. Um, the next thing I, I, I'm looking at here for this team is the lines, and you know they seem to be hitting on all cylinders. Uh with Donato, do you expect him to be on that third line maybe throughout the playoffs? Do you think he's going to get some time up at level nine? Like, I mean, I don't expect him to get three points a game the rest of the year, but at the same time, the kid's going. I mean, the kid went back to his dorm at Harvard in mispractice yesterday because he had a test. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, what's realistic for him the rest of the way through? What's a realistic use for him in the playoffs? So that we're not all sitting here like, you know, remember how I used to, you know, chide Claude for a lot of the, the play rotations and things he did, you know, rolling the four lines, et cetera, et cetera. So I, you know, what's realistic to expect for that? 
Well, the beauty about Donato is he can play both center and uh, wing. He can even play um, both wings. Uh, uh, on Monday, he was actually scheduled to play on that third line, as you mentioned before. Uh, Rick Nash um, missed the game um, with a late scratch due to an upper body injury, and Donato was the uh, perfect fit for that Um Line a perfect uh, uh, a dream debut for him. I obviously we're not expecting three points per night from him. We do need to temper expectations a little bit. I'm sure he was running on adrenaline that first game, and maybe that carries over into St. Louis tonight. But I can I still see him as a second third line possibility. I think that's where he has the uh, best best chance to uh, succeed uh, on this team in the short term and probably in the long term as well. And you're still going to see him on the power play, whether it's the first power play unit or the second power play unit. But he has a quick shot. He is a good playmaker. And um, uh, you can never have enough of that, especially as a versatile guy like Donald, who can play both positions at center and wing. So uh, I think he's a keeper, unless barring any uh, injuries or a real a real drop off in production. Tim, I I couldn't tell uh, from what I saw in the game how good a skater is he. I mean, I know he's got quick hands and he had made a nice pass for one of his assists. What kind of a skater is he? He seemed to be pretty quick on his feet from what I saw from him in the first time around. Again, maybe some of that was adrenaline, but. I don't know if he's the fastest guy on the uh, on the team per se, but he is very quick, and um, his defense needs a little bit of work. But uh, his uh, speed to create plays offensively, my God, uh, or I should say, quickness to create plays, um, his decision making offensively is um, really uh, gets him some good hockey smarts, and um, I think um, maybe he can. Uh, the one area he does need to improve on uh, is defense, but quickness and hockey smarts are the two things he has on the offensive end for sure. Now, Tim, that uh, he uh, he signed a two-year entry-level contract. Mm-hmm. Now, when that two years is up, what's the what happens then? What's the there's no arbitration like baseball. What 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 happens after the two years? Well, you do if they go that road to tender. Um, guy, yes, there is some arbitration, but it's not as much of a uh, they're very rarely uh do they even go through a hearing these days i mean the last notable one i believe was uh pk Subban, and he was even signed the day after to a long-term contract in montreal uh, b- b- uh a couple years before they actually dealt him um but um at the you look at denial he'll probably um sign his uh, his second contract will probably be long-term if he continues at this rate. You looked at David Pasternak last year. He was um, unsigned right before training camp. Uh, and, and one other thing uh, on this uh, denial two-year entry-level deal, you look at him, you look at Charlie McAvoy, you look at, um, and there's another one there, oh, Dan Heinen. Uh, and Brandon Carlo will have their entry-level deals expire by um in, in the next couple of years, so they're going to have to make some decisions, I think. They could probably afford them all to um, uh, uh, to bring back into fold by then, and uh, that's a discussion for another day. But, yes, they, they would all be uh, restricted free agents, and um, they could trade their rights if they wanted to, but they couldn't hit the open market. Well, they could hit the open market, match but the it, right? would have a chance to match their yeah. contracts, shall they? 
decide to hit. And very rarely do you see offer sheets these days in the NHL anyway. So the logical option, if they need to move some pieces around uh, for RFAs, would be the trade route. Because Chara's contract probably will be off the books by then. You know, I'm not, uh, yes. not sure how much longer he's going to be able to continue. Yes, this is but, his last year. He's an unrestricted yeah. free agent. And you know, all signs point to him returning for another year or two, certainly not the salary he's making now. Yes. And they're fortunate enough to ha- only have a cap hit of uh, $4 million this year for uh, Chara. Maybe they sign him for a year or two, maybe two and a half, three million, and um and give them a little more cap flexibility as well. The one other good area of cap flexibility that they have is um, they don't even they don't have to pay Bolesky's uh, three point eight million dollar salary next year. They only have a cap hit of one point nine million that they're going to carry over, and that'll be huge because you're going to have to fit some. Uh, you're going to have to. Uh, that Chara under the system. You have Riley Nash as a free agent next year, and um, they can certainly use all the money that they have uh, to have a little more salary cap flexibility. Well, he uh, he said that he loves Boston, and it was one of the teams that, if he had to be traded, he he wanted to come to Boston. Would, would he take a hometown discount? You think uh, Nash or not? Uh, Riley Nash. Uh, no, I'm talking about Rick Nash. Yeah, Rick Nash. I don't know. Uh, he'll probably be looking somewhere in the five to six million um, dollar area for his probably one of his final contracts. He's uh, thirty five. Um, whether Bruins can fit him in the system or not, I don't know. But um, under the cap, rather, I don't know. But um, that's going to be another interesting decision, depending on what he does uh, the rest of the year. Talking with Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily, BruinsDaily dot com. Bruins in action tonight against St. Louis. That game on NBC Sports Network, right? That one. That, that's NBC where we're at. NBCSN, yes. NBCSN. Okay. And then they're back in action on Friday against old friend Tyler Sagan and the Dallas Stars. That one will be back on Nesson, and then we can hear Jack Edwards once again, and I will be back and, and right with the world. Is the one team that the Bruins looking are looking to avoid in the playoffs for as long as possible, or maybe hope that they get either upset in the first round or bounce before they play in Washington? Seems like that's the one matchup that just does not work for them. Well, fortunately, uh, because Washington is leading the Metropolitan Division, um, they wouldn't mean until the uh, conference finals if Washington can actually avoid any more postseason disappointment. But uh, that would be the one team I think they would have to avoid, yes. Now, they've had better success against them this year. They came close on a couple occasions. Braden Holtby is beatable this year, so they have that going for them. But for whatever reason, they just don't have the same success against Washington as they would against any other team. Now, Toronto, I know they uh, lost to him three out of four, but... And ironically enough, three of those games that Toronto won uh, were without Austin Matthews, and the one they lost uh, with Matthews, the uh, Bergeron line dominated. But in a seven-game series, the Bergeron line against the Matthews line, I would certainly give the uh, uh, Burns the edge over that, and they would have home ice in the first round, which is uh, which would be huge for for that in that regard. His name is Tim Rosenthal. You can catch him with Bruins Daily, BruinsDaily.com. Bruins in action tonight against the St. Louis Blues on NBC Sports Network. We'll talk to Tim next week. Tim, thank you very much. Yeah, and by then they should have a playoff spot wrapped up. In fact, if they win tonight or even appear in overtime, they'll clinch a playoff mark. 
Fantastic. That's exactly what we want to hear. So they need to... I want to see them win it tonight. I don't want any more of these overtime losses because, like, when you get into the playoffs, those are real losses. I, I don't yeah. want... I don't want people conditioned to those, you know. Well, at least come playoff time, you don't have three-on-three three overtime. Oh, That's as exciting yeah. as it is. Yeah. I don't know if I could take 20 minutes of three overtime. Well, and you also don't have the <laughs> Even stupid... Even would end much quicker. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, and we also uh, we also don't have uh, uh, the stupid shootout either, which is a whole other story for a whole other time. Thanks, man. I'll see you soon. Yep. Talk to you next week. Thank, Thank you. you, Tim Rosenthal, Bruins Daily, BruinsDaily.com. He is our Bruins insider. Follows him on the road. Follows him at home. Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily. You can follow him on Twitter. You're listening to Sports Time Maine AM 780 across the MBR Radio Network. It's Bruins Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios.